Hello and welcome to the No Cred Podcast, where I have no credentials to talk about mental health except for my own experiences. I'm your host, Lauren Bloom, and today we are going to be talking about stress. As I said in episode one, I really didn't understand the difference between stress and anxiety. And I asked many people, doctors, therapists, and often got a combination of an answer that included anxious thoughts that are more irrational and illogical. Well, guess what? Someone who has anxious thoughts thinks that their thoughts actually are rational and logical. So coming to the understanding that you might have anxious thoughts before you're even aware of it yourself is very, very difficult. My friend Alana, who I referred to in episode one, put it in a way that made me understand it a little clearer, that stress is having stressful things, stressful events in your life and knowing that they exist. And also adding to that, I think it's being able to come back to your normal after that stressful episode is over. Whereas anxiety is attaching negative emotions to those events, and in turn, they start to take over and negatively impact your life. So here's an example that happened to me recently. So my dog who has kidney disease is on a specific medication, and I got a message from the vet that we have to cut the medication in half because there's a back order. So immediately, my anxious mind would go to, oh my goodness, this is horrible. She needs this for her kidneys. Her kidneys are going to suffer. What's going to happen to her if we can't get this medication? Like the spinning out of control. But instead, I recognize this as, okay, this is a thing we're going to have to deal with. Here is my stressful occurrence. So what can I control here? I could call around to other pharmacies. Maybe another vet would have it. Maybe there's an alternative of the same kind of medication that we could get. And if nothing, really nothing is available for me, then I can't do anything about it. That sucks. She'll be okay. We'll get back on the full medication as soon as they come in. But what else am I supposed to do? So when that stressor occurs, you feel the symptoms. For me, it's always like tension in my stomach and my shoulders and my heart rate starts to go a little bit faster. Those are my stress symptoms. And then I make a choice. That's your fight or flight response. I think they've recently added in freeze. (laughs) Fight, flight, or freeze. And you make a choice of which one you're going to do. Am I going to fight, try to find a solution, or is there nothing I can do? Something that you could try that might help if your stress isn't at a high, high level (laughs) is to try giving it a number. It can be hard in the moment if your stress is at a 10, but not so hard to do if your stress is really at a 3. So if a 10 is, I've lost my kid in Disney World, which has happened to me twice, and one is a lot more subjective, what you would see as stressful in your life, someone else wouldn't see as stressful in their own. So you determine what a one is in your life. So for me, a one is probably getting my family out of the house on a weekend, remembering the things that we're going to need, the waters, the hats, whatever it is, depending on the season. And then getting out of the house successfully. Is that really stressful? It feels it in the moment, but if I forget anything, I could buy it. Luckily, we don't have anything dire. We're not carrying an EpiPen. If I did carry an EpiPen, I would make sure I had a backup one in my car at all times. So it's either on me 
or in a car and I don't have to worry every time I leave the house, oh my goodness, do I have the EpiPen? So finding solutions to relieve those major stresses and recognizing that forgetting a bottle of water is not a stress because there are a million places that I could spend a dollar and buy a water bottle. Let's say you can't find your car keys and you need to get to work. That might feel more like a four or higher, but have a conversation with yourself. Talking out loud as if you were talking to your friend can really help to calm you down. Okay, they're somewhere in your house. You got into your house, so that means they're in your house somewhere. So this really isn't, this is not a 10. Let's give this a four. We can handle this. Take a deep breath. Give myself a second to bring that heart rate down and release some of that tension in my body because it's not worth wasting my minutes on being stressed by this. What can I control if, worst case scenario, I actually lost my keys? I threw them away by accident and they're fully gone. A, always have a backup. It's just silly. Have a backup key. B, I could walk potentially. Could I Uber? Could I take a bus? Could I use this as a sign that I am rushing around too much and call in sick today because clearly I need to slow down? Once you've explained to yourself that the world is not going to end if your keys are not found, then you can feel better about the situation and you'll probably find your keys. I want to tell you about how my shift in thinking, episode two, if you haven't heard that yet, has changed the way that I make dinner for my family, which has always been such a chore. I love cooking. It's what I teach. I love to cook. But coming home after working all day and having to kind of juggle it all and logistics of it all, it was such a source of stress for me and I did not enjoy it. I would have to plan and coordinate so everything was ready at the same time. We can't eat too late because my kids are hungry. They have to go to bed. They have to take a bath, whatever it is. This one doesn't like sauce on their pasta, so make sure you leave some plain. This constant loop is what was always going through my head, and that is exhausting. That took all of the joy out of cooking, something that I actually love to do. So the first night that I made dinner after this new Lauren revelation light switch that happened, it was such an enjoyable experience. I put on music. I was dancing around in the kitchen. Dinner was ready very late, but everyone survived. If they were hungry, which they didn't even say they were, but they could have had a snack, a vegetable, whatever. It didn't cause tension in my body to make that slightly altered version for my picky little one. It felt like a pleasure to know that I was doing something good for my family on my own terms. I was enjoying myself. You couldn't bother me. If somebody wanted something, go get it yourself or you can wait. I am making dinner and I was loving every second of it. It honestly felt like I was meditating. I was so in the moment. I wasn't thinking about anything else. I wasn't worrying about anything else. I was just focused on what I was doing. So to recap, stress, everyone will experience it. Try to give it a number. Try to talk yourself down from that number to make it even lower. Think of an easy, logical solution or just accept the situation because you can't control it. If it's anxiety that you're experiencing, try to name it. Separate yourself from it. That's just my anxiety making me worry about this. Take away its power and don't make it you. It's this thing that's happening to you. Then go through the questions from episode two to reroute your thinking. 
So back to the cooking scenario. What is the worst case scenario? We eat a little late. They go to sleep a little late. They're a little bit hungry. Is this likely to occur? Yeah, it really is. We ate very late that night. Is there anything I could change in this situation? Not really, because I don't want to rush. Rushing to get it ready for six o'clock on the dot is what creates tension in my body. They'll eat when they eat, and they're going to eat a delicious, healthy, wonderful meal. If there wasn't anything to change, which there wasn't in this case for me, then don't give away your precious minutes to those negative thoughts that pull you down. It's not fair to you. What's this new positive way that I could look at this? I now see cooking as me time. That is huge from where I once was and how it stressed me out, feeling like I was this machine working to crank out a meal for my family. It is actually becoming me time to dance, to enjoy, to listen to music, to sing, to experiment with flavors. I don't even follow recipes as stringently as I did before because I'm just enjoying it. And I swear my food tastes better because there actually is love in it. Like people say, I removed the stress ingredient and I have replaced it with joy and love and I'm making delicious meals. I'm going to end here. And if you want to reach out, you can find me on Twitter at NoCredPodcast or email me the old-fashioned way. I do recognize the irony of that. With your questions or positive comments, to NoCredPodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Yay!